So, okay, so what... That was only last, that was only last June. Okay, so you've only been in the States for a year now? Yeah, most in a year. But if I don't go home till December, it'll be over a year. It'll be nothing for now. Okay. So, you know, if you... You're gonna go home and see your parents, and like, your brother's not there. Your brother's in England, right? Or God knows wherever they're raised. No, he'll be home because the season's over for him, and then the New Zealand season starts in like November. Ooh, I always forget your Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, so the European season. He's racing in Asia this year, so he's racing the Asian season, which is the same as the American one. Oh, I thought. Wait, he, I thought he was on a British Continental team, though. He was last year. Oh, so he's not this year. Okay. No. What's he doing this year? Because okay, Wikipedia lied to me. <laughs> well, you should actually look at pro cycling stats because they're better. Where did you get all this information? I don't have a Wikipedia. Um, I may have you. Uh, hey, I'm good at Facebook stalking. I'm not good at Wikipedia stalking. <laughs> okay, when I have a mild crush on somebody, I'm good at stalking. <laughs> Your brother I don't have a mild crush on, so I don't know shit about him. <laughs> She's laughing at me and just hit her forehead, people. Anyway. Oh my gosh. So, uh, Ashley, I wanted to ask you about uh, Team SmartSoft, and if you couldn't tell, like, our conversation as soon as I go on yet da 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 mode, uh, <laughs> when I start podcasting, things are clicking. Um, Team SmartSoft has been around for a while now, and they've always been really good, but this year they switched to a more of a road-based racing team, and we're under the tutelage of the fantastic, the lovely, and the handsome Michael Creed. And, uh... She's shaking her head. I don't know if he's in the room or not, but, you know. He's not. Okay. He's, he's not. so handsome. Oh, he's... I mean, that's subjective. It's big enough as it is. True. Okay, fine. Um, the ugly yet... Incredibly intelligent? There you go. <laughs> Smartass Michael Creed is uh, molding the team and providing their swanure with the, only the finest of whiskey. Yeah, uh, she she might also be uh, drinking away a cold right now, which is uh, not recommended, except for the fact that I did it two weeks ago. So I'm not going to admonish her for it. <laughs> but uh, things are clicking. Things are happening for the team. Uh, everyone seems to be giving their all, and it's like I can, from the outside I can see it. What's it like from the inside of the team? Um, God, I was not prepared for serious questions. <laughs> No, it's 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 um it's awesome. It's They're awesome. the best group of guys ever. Like I couldn't have asked for a better group of people to work with, to be honest. Yeah. Everyone just gets along really well. Like everyone has their different personalities and their different quirks and all cyclists are weird in their own kind of way, but there's, like, there's 15 of them, and they're all, like, amazing people, and they all are, like, one big happy family. 
I mean, I can I can it's, feel that when I watch the races. I can just tell, like, they are just going balls to the wall for each other and just going, nope, we're going to go in a line, and we're going to go until our eyes bleed. Yeah, well, at Redlands especially, like, I mean, at the team meetings, Creed's talking, and he's just so, like, inspiring, and you can tell everyone's just soaking it in, and... Everyone wanted to work for McCabe, no matter where they, what their own personal goals were. So, like, Rob was sitting on fifth on GC, and he just killed himself on that final day for McCabe. And, like, he lost the top ten position. But it just shows what you're going to do for your your family, basically. Like, Travis said, he's like, these are all my brothers. And that's exactly what Creed has created. There's a big, massive family. Yeah, for those of you that uh, that are listening and don't know, uh, we're talking about the Redlands race, where Team Smart Stop put on a clinic for a good three days at the front of the race and just chased down everything, controlled the crit, controlled the circuit race, and on the last day, uh, lost the yellow, the leader's jersey, uh, with a flyer attack. So they were battling back and forth, and I think in the last 3K, uh, two youngsters from the Hincapie development team and uh, the Trek Bissell team just went off, and they they couldn't chase him down. But, uh, so, but Travis saved the day by himself, so the leader's jersey pulled the rest of the peloton and uh, salvaged third place, despite mm-hmm. losing the leader's jersey. So it was, it was an am- amazing display. I mean, for watching domestic racing for the past couple of years, I have not seen a team like that on the road do something that impressive. So it was an amazing thing to watch, and you could just tell that you know Mike was yelling at him from the sidelines, and I saw you, Astrid, cheering them on. and uh, I was losing it. You may or may not have been in a tutu, which we'll get into later. <laughs> I wasn't on the last day. I, okay, you weren't on... I didn't see you on the last day in the tutu, but... All right, well, I'm going to get into it now. What... How did the tutu start? Now, for those of you who don't know, um, Astrid is kind of known for this tutu that she seems to be wearing <laughs> to a lot of races. Now, I kind of get why she does it, but I want to hear it from from your mouth. Uh, what... What's up with the tutu? Um, so I was living with a lady called Heather in, um, in Vancouver, Washington, between Team Camp and Mexico. And she's a school teacher, and she came home one day wearing a tutu, and it was pink, and I was like, that is amazing. And she was like, well, you should make a team-colored one. So we went to the fabric store, and... I made a tutu, a blue and yellow tutu. <laughs> it was really nothing to it. I was just like, hell yes, I want a tutu. Now, you know, before I started recording, Aspen admitted <laughs> to me that she she always wanted to be a foreign exchange student and be a cheerleader. Um, I, I'm embarrassing her thoroughly. Now, that never happened, but... No. But... Is, are you harking back to your days of being a cheerleader with your tutu and your frilly skirt? I never made it to being a cheerleader, so I'm just... I'm, I'm following a dream. 
<laughs> just, just living the dream. I, I get to be a cheerleader for 15 guys now. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> tutu? I, now, when, when I see you in the feed wearing the tutu, I go, well, that's easy as hell to spot her. She's wearing a bright yellow team shirt and a tutu that's yellow and blue. I mean, it's it's functional and flirty. Yeah. I didn't actually intend to ever wear it. I was kind of like, yeah, I'll take this with me and I'll be too embarrassed to wear it. And then I decided to take it to Mexico. Cause I, and then I was like, well, nobody knows me here, so I might as well just wear it. <laughs> so I did. And then I went to Redlands and I was like, well, who cares? I'm just going to wear it because it's fun. I'm, I'm just going to say this. You go, girl. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Like, this job is professional, and this job is amazing and whatnot, but I think every job still needs to be fun, and that just brings something fun to it for me. I agree. Now, when talking to you, I can tell you, you love your job. Now, you might sound, you might be like, oh, she sounds like she loves it right now. No, she's exhausted because she's been up since 5 a.m., and it's 11 o'clock at night. And she's been driving riders back and forth all day to the airport and to interviews with the news where Adam Meyerson was on the local news, you know, mm-hmm. showing off smart stop, showing off the bikes, showing off the helmets and all their Mavic sponsors and stuff like that. So this woman's been busy. And you've been have you been feeding them today, too? No, because I've only had two of them until like a couple of hours ago. Ah, OK. So, so not today, but maybe tomorrow. I was going to do some baking tomorrow if I have time. Yeah, time. It seems like that thing you don't have. Uh, yeah. So, you know, while we're talking about cooking and baking, like, why don't you explain to me, because I never, maybe I don't fully know what a swanier does. I like to say swanier. <laughs> it makes it more fun. Uh I don't actually know. Like, may, I know more talking to you, but I think when we first started talking, you're like, "This guy's an idiot." You going to make me cackle so, on the freaking podcast. I can I can edit that out. <laughs> so what? Oh. Okay. So you want to know what I do? I, I want to know. Tell me what a day in the life of Astrid is like. Do you want a day in the life of before a race or a day in the life of a race day? I want both. Oh, gosh. Well, okay. So today, for example, is two days before race day. Got up at five, took... Adam and Yuri to the local news so they could be on the Good Morning Show. I basically have to be their chauffeur so they don't have to do anything but be somewhere. <laughs> be where they need to be, <laughs> I guess. Um, then what I do? Then I came home and I actually got... To go for a run, so that was quite nice. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Crate and I took the dog out for a run. Yeah. So that was cool. Okay. So that was like my time off for the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, how how far does a former cyclist in a swan year go for a run? Okay, Cree can run amazingly. I cannot because I have hip problems. So I was doing a little jog slash walk and Creed was taking the dog out and then coming back and then going out and coming back. So he probably did like 15K and I probably did like 5K. <laughs> For those of you uh, who are dumb Americans and can't tra- can't translate that, that's uh, yeah. 3 mile, 3.1 and 9.3 miles. How do you know? Are you Googling that or is that off the top of your head? No, because I've run a 15K before. <laughs> Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Kyle Kyle is mildly an athlete. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, okay, let's go back to this dog. Is it like the team dog? Is it Creed's dog? Does Aspen no, have a it's, dog? We're, we're staying with um, one of the guys who, like, kind of owns the team, so it's his dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, his name's Pilot, and he's, like, eight months old, and he's super cute. Oh, okay. So you've got to post pictures of this dog. I haven't seen I him. I don't yet. know anything about dogs, so I couldn't tell you what breed it was. <sighs> post a oh, picture. Yeah. That's what the beautiful thing of Twitter is. Hey, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like asking dumb questions on Twitter because it's public. Oh, okay, then let. I don't mind asking dumb questions on Twitter. How do you think I started talking to you? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I do, but that's for another time. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay, so you went for a run, and then uh, what else? You you picked up riders from the airport and drove them back yeah. and forth? Did two airport runs. Um, I can't even remember. This day is such a blur today. I have no idea. Yet you're on here with me and everyone else that's listening. I couldn't thank you enough. You're you're a lovely person. <laughs> have I told you that? Yes. <laughs> oh, well, you deserve it one more time. Way too many times. Oh, she doesn't take compliments very well, which means Kyle is going to just flower her with them. <laughs> I do not. Um... Yeah. Do you want to know about typical race day? Hell yes! Okay. Typical race day. Really depends on what time the stage starts. But um, I'll try and get up and do either like half an hour yoga or like a run or something. Because it's the only time of the day I get to spend time with myself. <laughs> Really? And think about myself? Okay. And then, basically, generally a stage will start at, like, 10, so you'll have a time. Depends if you're at host housing or in a hotel, like, we'll have to pick up the riders or whatever. So we have to pack the cars, and I have to make sure that I have everything I need. We go to the start of the race. At the start of the race, I will put bottles on bikes and give riders all the food that they want. 
give them like this chamois cream so they can get ready with that and uh, use warming lotion if it's a cold day and they want it on their legs and then basically make sure they're ready to go um, and then depending on the stage you generally have to leave pre-start of race to like race to the feed zone mm-hmm. um, and it's generally a race within a race like you have to get there before the riders do otherwise they're not going to get any food and then it depends what kind of race it is if it's like a circuit race it's super fun because you get to stand there while they do laps around you and you get to watch some racing and feed them a couple of times um if it's just one feed zone you've got to like race there and then race to the finish and then at the finish we go and hang out behind the finish line are you all right yeah i just coughed i'm sorry usually i i, I shut off my mic and i didn't get to it in time <laughs> Thank you. You're lovely for caring about me. But go on. <laughs> this isn't about me. It's about you. I love 15 boys for a living. I have to care. Oh, you're such a good mother. Yeah. A mother yeah. of boys that are older than you. Major- no, uh, maybe the majority is younger than me. I don't know. Yeah, so anyways. What do I do? At the finish line, we kind of like hang out there and... Um, I have, like, the recovery drinks and Cokes and waters for when they cross the line. Um, and I'll have a podium bag with me with, like, wet wipes and towels and food and clean jerseys in case we get on the podium because we don't want the guys to be dirty on the podium. Which is really quite funny because I'm, like, cleaning Travis's legs when he won the Beaumont stage in Redlands and it's like film crews filming him and here I am like scrubbing his legs and scrubbing his face. <laughs> I'm like, he's, he's trying to get interviewed but I have to get him podium ready. So I'm like, whatever, you keep talking, I'm going to wash your face. <laughs> Please tell me we can find that somewhere. I don't know. I haven't seen any footage from it, so... Um, but yeah so basically just get the guys ready to go home then once we get home I do um, empty out all the cars obviously clean up then I do massage I do four massages a night half an hour each Okay. because doing eight is just too long and it's not good for my body. So do four. And then... Um, then I have to clean bottles, make bottles for the next day, make race food for the next day, do their laundry. Um, if I'm feeling really nice, I'll cook them dinner. <laughs> It depends, because, like, some ho- some races put you in hotels. They have, like, race, like, hotel food and stuff, so. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you get fed by the hotel, which is always a luxury. 
basically. And then I then I got to do like social media. I got to write my race report. I interview Creed every night about um, generally over a whiskey about how the race went. And I write my race support, and I put photos on Facebook, and I send out tweets, and I go to sleep at about midnight. And then you wake up at 6 a.m. all over again. Yeah, so it's like a really awesome 18-hour workday. I, I, I'm jealous of your workaholic ability. I. It's now. It's not workaholic. It's when you find something that you're passionate about and something that makes you so happy that you don't care how much you work. That's what it is. Which, I which, I mean, I tried to tell you that today because you're like, yeah, I'm not used to people, people complimenting me and liking <laughs> that I'm always busy. I'm like, no, I, I appreciate that. And I, I find that quality really rare to find so i i applaud you for finding something you love and going for it yeah wasn't easy it wasn't easy so so while while we're talking about it wasn't easy uh how'd how'd you get here why why wasn't it easy like i know you probably had to work your balls you don't have balls work your ass off uh, (laughs) to get it's not a short little jaunt from New Zealand to America. It's not cheap. So, you know, no. how how'd you get? How'd you do it? How does t- tell us about how you made the leap across the Pacific to uh, the North American continent? I worked three jobs. Three jobs. Okay. So what what did you work? That's all I did. Um, I was I was working in an office job. Monday to Friday, nine to five. Um, well, I will. It's a really long story. So I finished university. I went to university late, at like twenty-two. Finished university. Needed a job. My brother was racing for a team called Pure Black. The guy who owned it, his wife was looking for like an office assistant, basically. So I went and worked for her. She didn't really have 40 hours a week for me work, but she was paying me really good. So Pure Black asked me to do their race reports. It's like a she would pay me from her business, but it was kind of like, I guess, like a sponsorship. I don't know. Because they were husband and wife, it didn't really matter. So I started doing pure black stuff and that kind of became like 50% of my work and it was shitty because, well, it was awesome, but it was shitty because they were racing in like Asia and Canada and in Australia, and I couldn't go to the races, like, I would sit in my office and follow the race, like, if they had a live feed, I'd follow those, or otherwise I'd follow it on Twitter. And I would sit in my office and stare at my computer and stew over the fact that I couldn't be a part of the action. So I basically went, 
how can I get myself to the races? What do I need to do to get there? So I figured that the best thing to do would be to learn massage. So that's what I did. I went to massage school and then Pure Black folded and I was like, well, there's no more teams in New Zealand. I'm going to have to go overseas. Obviously, I've always wanted to come to North America. Didn't want to go to Europe because that's like the typical Kiwi thing to do. And I kind of wanted to do something different. Like all my friends were going to Europe and I was kind of like, well, I want to go against the grain and go to America. Did you just say America? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was just making sure I caught that right. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so it was really interesting. Okay, so you you want you're you're a rebel. Uh. <laughs> Not really. So yeah, so I went and I got a another I got a weekend job in a cafe, and then I got like I I had a casual job doing um, <laughs> news reporting for a friend of mine. Okay, what kind of news reporting are we talking I have a about? Journal, I have a journalism background. I lived I lived on a small island in the Pacific called Samoa for three years, and I worked for a newspaper there. And a guy I knew was in New Zealand, and he would do, like, TV news stories to send over to Samoa about Samoans in New Zealand. And I... Because I knew the culture and had been to Samoa, he got me to do all the news reporting. <laughs> so so that like a little casual. He paid me really well, so I was like, well, okay. So I that's think YouTube. If, you're, oh, you actually did, like, live reporting? No, not live ones. We did ones, like, I interviewed, a, like, someone author at a book signing that she did and it got sent to... Some off to be used on their TV stations. Oh, okay. So I have to do a little bit of YouTube digging to find this. And yeah. more. I think it's on my Facebook, so you can just stalk me a bit more and it's on there somewhere. Well, you make it sound like that's so sad and exactly what I would do. <laughs> um, it's really embarrassing, though. I wouldn't suggest you watch it. Oh, that's guaranteeing. I'm going to go find this now. <laughs> It's I, I all I do I say awesome all the time. <laughs> it's, like afterwards he like calls me and he's like you need to say awesome way less than you do. I'm like okay. awesome. Um, yeah, everything but everything in life is awesome. So you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't... Oh love. Um, a... So yeah, it works three jobs. Okay. And then you you eventually made the hop over a year ago? Yeah, like eight months ago. So I started contacting, like, small teams because I knew I had, didn't really have that much experience. Uh-huh. And um, H&R Block and Mark Ernstine gave me a chance and said, well, if you want to come to Tour de Bose, you're more than welcome. We can give you six weeks' work with the team. And I was like, sweet, let's do it. So I flew to Boss. Well, I flew to Quebec. 
which was awful. It took me like 36 hours to get there. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. I don't know I how t- you did that. I had to spend 10 hours sitting in LAX. Oh, goody. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really awkward because I was watching the girl with the dragon tattoo on my laptop. Oh. And you know how there's like really disturbing scenes in there? So I'm watching this disturbing scene and this guy walks behind me and he just gives me the most weirdest look as if I'm watching like some really bad, dirty porn or something. It was embarrassing. Uh, for, for, for those of you that haven't seen the movie yet, there is a graphic scene that is uh, very similar to some weird porn. <laughs> Somebody in LAX thinks, uh, thinks all New Zealanders are just watching porn in public. Hey, he doesn't know I'm a New Zealander just from looking at me. I mean, were you wearing a University of Auckland shirt? No. I, I don't know. That's what Americans I do. I go to the University of Auckland. You didn't? I thought you did. Maybe I, I just nah, I went off the cuff on I that went, one. I went to Auckland University of Technology. Damn it! Damn it! They're two different things, except they're right next to each other. It's just weird. Okay, well... Okay. Florida State and University of Florida are two different things, but they're right next to each other, too. So America does that as well. Uh, I will get your college right next time I interview you, love. Uh, but any, anywho. I lost you for a second. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. All right, we're back. Uh, I probably... I will get your college right next time I interview you, or uh, next time I, I see you and you put me to work at a race. Uh, it's really a non-important uh, thing. Probably, but you know what? I'm going to get it right anyway, because I feel like a big dick. Uh, so, I mean, we talked about your brother and like how you how you got into this. Your brother's... Had a background. I mean, he's been cycling for a while. Um, I heard someone say that uh, in New Zealand, they're pretty much attached to a track bike when they're born. Not him. Not him. Okay. Race track that I know of. He always raced the road. Really? Which yeah. Interesting. I didn't know there was that that much road racing in New Zealand. I like. I thought it was all track. No, he started racing road when he was twelve. Uh huh. And, like, they've got a really good high school program. So, uh, he went through that. And, uh, he finished, we call it secondary school. Mm-hmm. So he finished secondary school as the New Zealand secondary school champ. And, yeah, when, from there he spent four or five years living over here in America racing. So, who did he race for here? Um, he raced for a U23 team called Land Rover Bayer. Okay. Based out of, um, Poland. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember where they were from, but I've heard of the team. Yeah, bright yellow kits. Yeah, that's probably why I know them. <laughs> like, huh, who are those guys? I can see them on the feed. Did I lose you again? Yeah, maybe. Anyway, yeah. sorry if I lost you there for a second. But anyway, so so your brothers then that were you always around cycling? Were you helping him out then, or was it just me? Yeah. 
You. This interview is about you, dear. Um, when I was like, I didn't really give a shit about it, to be honest, when we were in school. <laughs> He's two years younger than me, so he was two years below me in school. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom would force me to go to these cycling barbecues because she wanted to find me a boyfriend and my brother's <laughs> And I hated it. It was so embarrassing. And she'd do the whole, like, go up and talk to their parents. And then the parent, like, her and the other mom would, like, introduce us. And then it would be really awkward. <gasps> oh, your mom was trying an arranged cycling marriage. It's so cute. Pretty much. Pretty much. The funny thing is, though, the guy that she really wanted me to date, I'm good friends with now, so... I mean, he's married to someone else, and I would never see him like that. But, yeah, we're, we're friends. Good. So, you, so you never dated a cyclist? Nope. Nope. Have not. Yeah. No, okay, so while we're on the subject, what's, what's uh, Astrid's type? What, what, what'd she go for? Is there anyone listening that, you know, wants to buy you flowers, maybe bring you chocolates at a race? Uh, you know, what What are you looking for? <laughs> I'm not just talking about myself here. Don't bring me chocolates, because I'm on a diet. Okay, no chocolate, everybody. <laughs> and I'll eat them all. Okay. Uh, I don't know what my type is. <laughs> I've been obsessed with cowboys ever since I got to America. Is this, this is why you want to work on a rent? Uh, everybody's obsessed with cowboys. I kind of just, I just want to see someone riding a horse in a plaid shirt and jeans and cowboy boots and a hat. You clearly didn't spend enough time in Texas. <laughs> I drove through it for like four or five hours, maybe a whole day. I mean, you if you spend a solid, I'm going to say 35 minutes in Texas, you will see that. No. See, here's the thing. This is the problem I've come across. I am way too fussy on what I want my cowboy to look like. Oh, oh okay. You're it's like, so I've seen some, but they're missing something. Like they're either missing the plaid shirt, or they're not wearing a hat, or they're not. Uh, they don't have a horse. <laughs> <laughs> you want the total package? Is that too much to ask for? Exactly. <laughs> How hard is this? This is America. I mean, like, statistically, it'll happen eventually. I mean, you're going. <laughs> is that you're going to Utah, right? Yeah. So, you, I mean, you'll probably see that in Utah, maybe. I went to Utah last year and didn't see it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think they ride horses there. I mean, all right, we're putting out a request right now. Astrid wants a plaid shirt, a cowboy hat. Muscles are preferred. <laughs> Unless unless you're into round guys. Whatever. You know, I don't judge. But you're saying if I were looking for someone, I would want some muscles. But whatever. It's not about me. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, put throwing that out there. So if you're going to Utah this year and you own these things, say hi to the lovely person. Say hi. You'd be like, hey, that person in a tutu. Sup, girl. Yeah. Sing me some country music and I'll be happy. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I don't know. 
We were because you don't. We were talking about this earlier. You don't have country music in New Zealand. Not really. I mean, we have Taylor Swift. Oh, Taylor. <laughs> Taylor's not country music. Taylor pretends it's country music and just sings about her ex-boyfriends. There you go. I mean, you'll, you'll hear it at nationals in Tennessee. So you you just got to walk outside and you'll hear it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I tell you that when we drove from California to North Carolina, we stopped in Nashville for dinner. No. We stopped on Music Row. No. And I was like in heaven. I was like, there are so many cowboy boots. Like, I was walking into all the shops and I was like, can't afford those. Can't afford those. Really <laughs> some boots, but I can't afford those. <laughs> and then like every single bar had like live music and I was in awe. But we were driving to Asheville, so I could only stop for like an hour. Oh, well. But I'm going to go back before Nationals, because Nationals are in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to Nashville. I'm going to go to the Johnny Cash Museum. Ooh. And I'm going to go party to country music. I really... I'm going to have to talk to my new job and be like, hey, I have to go get drunk with Astrid and listen to country <laughs> music. Um, I know you guys want me to check the specifications on the finest shampoo known to man, but I uh, I got a Kiwi I got to get drunk with. <laughs> there you go. That's, I'm, uh, I think my boss is going to throw that out there and, be, and we're going to be okay. Fuck shampoo. It's, it's, my, it's my living. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You take care of a bunch of skinny guys on bikes. I check the viscosity of shampoo. <laughs> but, oh well, I do grad school work too. But anyway, enough about me. So, uh, do you ride, Miss Astrid? We know you run. We know you do yoga. Um, uh, do you do you actually get on a bike? Uh, well, I don't have a bike at the moment. I was riding back home before I left, but I didn't bring my bike with me. I just kind of, like, take the spare bike and hope that I never crash it. (laughs) Do their bikes fit you? Yeah. I didn't know if, like, I don't know if they're too big, too small, or you just take the the ones. I'm, like, quite tall compared to the team. (laughs) The team is really small. Like, their bikes are too small for me. (laughs) <laughs> okay oh. so so why don't you ride the team bikes hmm? why don't you ride the team bike then oh well we kind of like this is kind of North Carolina is kind of the first place we've been where we can like Chris and I Chris the mechanic and I can kind of just like sit down and like sort out everything that the team has like our team trailer and because we were in Mexico and then we were in like I literally got to Redlands the day before Redlands so there's really been no time to just like sort everything out so we've finally done that while we've been hanging out in North Carolina and he's going to put together some spare bikes for us to ride because we can't ride we can't ride the guys bikes Uh, well yeah okay because they've got, like, specific positionings and all that kind of stuff, and it's 
But I'll probably buy a bike. I just need a day off so I can go bike shopping. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. Who knows when that's going to happen? You can't just request and be like, hey, send me a bike, will you? I don't know. I've never actually asked. Why not? All right. I asked them that. All right. You're an attractive woman who works for a bicycling team. Why wouldn't they give you a bike? There is a bunch of apparently short, skinny men that are riding their bikes around. Why wouldn't they be like, hey, let's get a lass on this bike? Because they sponsor, I don't know, they sponsor the guys. I'm just stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I've never actually asked, so maybe uh, I should ask. Uh, you know, you should be about as shameless as I am and always ask for free things. I'm not, I, I'm not very shame. Oh, I lie. I'm very shameless. Oh, okay, I was going to call you out on that, Miss Tutu. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, so you know, we're we're hoping to get you on the road. So one day, if you if you see a lovely blonde out on the road on a on a team smart stop bike, uh, statistically, it's probably the lovely Astrid. I have a team smart stop kit too. <gasps> you do. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So. I, you, and I have my pure black kit. <laughs> I don't think I've seen. I haven't. I, I, I'm gonna, I haven't Facebook stalked you on purpose because I don't want to be able to be like, yeah, I've seen that picture. <laughs> I, it's, just, it's just fucking creepy. I can't do it. Like, I want to know, but at the same time, like, nope, pump the brakes. <laughs> okay, so while we're, we're talking about the team and everything, uh, I gotta ask. About hashtag ask Astrid. Oh God! How did it, did it, that start out of boredom? As for those of you that don't know, or is it was it a genius marketing ploy? Uh, for those of you that don't know, um, it seems like every race this year, Astrid in the middle of the race will go, "Hey everybody, if uh, you've got any questions about the team, about the race, uh, hashtag ask Astrid at me, and uh, I'll uh, I'll answer the best I can." Okay. First of all, it wasn't my idea. Okay. Second of all, it's only happened at one race. Uh, okay. <laughs> I feel like it's happened at multiple, but whatever. No, because no, we've, well, the only race we've done locally so far, aside from the crits over the weekend, what is Redlands? Okay, then I've just been the only asshole that's been hashtagging Astrid constantly. So, um,. So at Redlands, I had Leslie Cohen come and um, hang out with me for the week. Um, she's friends with Creed. She does Creed's podcast. She yeah. helps Creed with the podcast. So she came and hung out with me and helped me with, like, social media and stuff. And at the first stage, we decided that we would live stream the feed zone. But we kind of did nothing with it, and it was kind of boring. Like... <laughs> The guys would come through and then there'd be five minutes of nothing before they came through again. And so we decided that for the Beaumont stage, we would do it again, but I would... Leslie somehow convinced me that it would be really fun if I stood in front of the camera and talked to people in between feeding. So she created Ask Astrid, and 
got people to send in their questions about the team and about me, well, specifically my job. And, yeah, it was crazy. Like, we got 5,000 views on the Belmont stage, on the live feed, and we got so many questions. It was really fun. I actually am surprised how much I enjoyed doing it. So, so can we look forward to that for the rest of the season? Um, it depends. If it depends if Leslie can come to more races, and it depends if this is Leslie dependent. Yeah, because she does like I can't live stream on my own. Okay. Like I can't do that plus prep all my feeding, like all my music bags and. Like, I need to focus on the guys. Mm-hmm. And so I need somebody else to be doing all the behind-the-scenes work of a live feed. Um, because it's not a priority. A priority is making sure the guys all have bottles so that they don't cramp. Okay. So. So, so you're well, so good at I mean, your job. Or, but You're so good at your job. I try. You do, I think you do more than try, love. But perfection <laughs> is hard to attain. But I try. Oh, I'm sure you make it there. I, I mean, it's clear with the results that Team SmartStops had that you know you're you're doing something right. Everybody's doing something right, and it's it's because it's not just you. It's not just one guy. It's it's no. everybody on the team. It's a clear team <laughs> effort. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna throw this out in a limb. I think you're doing a perfect job. Not perfect. Oh, okay, so what what are you gonna improve on then? I don't know. If it's not perfect, then if you know it's not perfect, then I feel like you gotta know what what you can do better at. I think I can do better at everything. I don't think I'll ever be satisfied at how good I can do my job. Really? Yeah. You don't think you'll ever like sit back one day and be like, I made an awesome rice cake today. Well, I think that, but. I think as a whole, I don't think I will, I think you can always improve. Look, it's, it's so true, but I mean, like, when when I go to therapy, because you know I'm a special one, uh, they, they tell me, like, you know, you, you're doing a good job. You need to tell yourself you're doing a good job, because oh, yeah. who I'm else is going to job, tell you if you don't tell yourself? I'm doing a good job, but it's not perfect. Oh, Okay, fine. I'm going to harp you about this. And I'm going to tell you how good of a job I think you're doing. (laughs) You're not even there. Does that matter? (laughs) Okay, so so where did... This is a new thing, and it hasn't really taken off that shit Astrid says come from. Apparently, I say really dumb stuff. And uh, Chris Cradle, my mechanic, decided that it would be really fun to start a Twitter handle about the crap that I say. <laughs> um, so I think there's only two of them, and one of them is his face looks like it's chiseled. <laughs> so, um, I don't want to keep you too long, but uh, I, one last question I wanted to ask you is like, 
if these boys are boys, like they're grown men, uh, are lucky enough for you to cook for them or bake for them, what do you make the lovely men of Team Smart Stop? If I'm baking? Yeah. Um... Because you and I have had uh, some conversation about baking, and I, I believe we're supposed to have some mythical day where we have a bake-off. Yeah. When I get a day of work. Which is never. Or... <laughs> but whatever, if it's never, I'm still looking well, forward to it. Well, at team camp, I made them like banana bread to take with them training. Okay. Um, and brownies for post post rides and then if it's your birthday when I have a kitchen available I'm going to make you a birthday cake Ooh. I'm pretty bad I, I like to spoil them <laughs> you like to give them everything that I didn't think cyclists ate yeah well I figured that we I made Shane Klein a birthday cake last Friday and I figured well we were racing crypto weekend so it's fine <laughs> I like your style. Well, it's crit squad. Sprinters have to be like that little bit more heavier than climbers. Yeah, they need some muscle on them. Maybe some birthday cake. Whatever. Some and plus, birthday cake has no calories. Where did you hear that? <laughs> we say in New Zealand, if it's birthday cake, it has no calories. Oh, so in the southern hemisphere, birthday. I'm writing this down. Birthday cake has no calories. Yeah. I am moving to New Zealand. Anywho. <laughs> so, uh, okay, then food-wise, what what do the boys eat? What do they get? They're lucky enough for you to make them dinner. What, what does have, the lovely Astrid make? I haven't made these guys dinner yet. Really? No, well, because we've been team camp, the staff, and the riders were at a different house. And then Mexico, we're in a race hotel. And Redlands, the guys were in host housing, and I was in a hotel with no kitchen. So I haven't actually done any cooking for them yet. Ooh, okay. But last year, when I, I lived with my riders for like three weeks, mm-hmm. and I cooked dinner for them every night, purely because having six different riders cook dinner is uh, my worst nightmare. <laughs> because there'd be so much mess that I would have to clean up that it's so much easier if I just cook for everyone. Do you not like messes? Do you want clean things? Um, I'm very organized, very OCD person. <laughs> okay, which is good for your job, and well, I guess not for when riders are cooking. Did, did you just yell at them and go, no, get out, get out! No, when we went to the supermarket, oh, sorry, the grocery store the first day, I was like, why don't we just cook together? Why don't I just cook everything? <laughs> and they said, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. What are we? I made lasagnas. I made risottos. Ooh. Did steak one night. Ooh. I don't know. Pasta. Okay, now... Whatever. Whatever. Okay, I didn't know if, like, you had some kind of flair, like you made some kind of New Zealand thing. No, I'm not I'm not a very good chef. I bake, but... You're bake? You, uh, I hear you make a legendary pavlova. 
I make a pretty good pavlova every Christmas. Ooh. I make even better cheesecakes. Ooh. Cheesecake's my favorite. Okay. What kind of cheesecake, or you just go for the regular? Blueberry, lemon, and white chocolate. Oh, okay. So I'm coming to a race, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to make sure there's an oven available. <laughs> an oven and a fridge. Done. I can make that happen somehow, maybe. So, you know, I, I, okay, I said it was the last question, but I lied. I have one more. Okay. You live on the road. Like, you, you're on the road all year long. Yes. So, what's it like? How do you live? Like, you, we were talking about it, you're like, it's not healthy to live on the road in America. <laughs> like, you're, you're literally the only person I know that doesn't have a home base and just kind of floats around. So, well, it was fun for me because I've never seen the country. Okay. So for me, it's like I just constantly get to explore new things and see new things. Like, I don't know. It's really fun. And I don't want to pay rent on a room that I'm not going to be in. <laughs> so so what do you do? Do you just, like, find friends and or you... Or just... no, I'm like literally I go from one race to another and so the team is always paying for me to be somewhere okay so for example in between Redlands and last weekend's racing we had to get the cars from California to North Carolina and that takes the four days and the team pays for your hotels along the way okay and in the off season you're going back to New Zealand I don't know. You don't, we'll see. You don't I'll, know? I'll go back for Christmas, but I don't know. I'll, I'll find somewhere to live for a couple of months. <laughs> You'll find, I'll find somewhere. Where, where would, since you've been all around, where would, would you want to live? Like, where is Astrid's dream besides on a ranch with a cowboy and a plaid shirt and a cowboy hat and on a horse? <laughs> Somewhere I can go snowboarding. Really? Yeah. Snowboarding. So you're telling me you're going to go to Colorado? Maybe Probably, because I have an auntie there. Oh, an auntie. So I can live with her. <laughs> Are you mocking my accent? No, I've never heard anyone say auntie before. What do you call them? Just an aunt? Yes. Mm. Sorry, I have an aunt. I have an aunt in Denver. I'm, I'm not. No, I'm not mocking you. I'm just appreciating your accent and how lovely it is, <laughs> and how not Australian it is. I, it's fantastic. Somebody in North Carolina today uh, at the post office. I was sending something to my mom, and they were like. Oh, how long has your mom lived in New Zealand for? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's lived there her whole freaking life. And they're like, oh, but you're obviously from America. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, have I lost my accent that fast? Like, someone in, with a southern accent thinks that I sound American? I, I don't know if you know this, but the southeast of the United States is not known for its education system. <laughs> Um, that, that may be new to a, a someone who has only been in the country for a year, but 
Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's your your accent isn't as strong. It isn't. I I don't know what I expected because this is the first time I'm actually hearing you talk. And you know, we've texted a couple times for like you know the entire ride you're going across the United States and going. I'm bored. I'm gonna text Kyle. Uh, <laughs> but. It, it's not as... She's bent over laughing at how stupid I am. Uh, <laughs> it's not as strong as... I don't know what I was expecting. Maybe I was expecting something that was just like, is that English? And it's it's not. It's you. I mean, you don't sound American, but I could see how one would be confused. It's definitely not as strong as the Australian accent. No. But... I, I mean, I didn't hear you fresh off the boat, though, so. God, I can't even speak English, apparently. Oh, well, really? Well, there's so many words that are, like, so New Zealand-specific. Go on. Like, when I first got to Quebec, my team director gave me the car keys and goes, go get a cooler. And first of all, I'm like... I have to drive on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> like, what the hell? How the hell am I going to do that? Second of all, I get to Walmart. We're in Quebec, so everyone speaks French. And I have no idea what a cooler is. Okay. No idea. And I'm just, I'm floored. I'm walking around going, what the fuck is a cooler? <laughs> Turns out it's a chili bin. It's, it's, that's what you call it? A, a chili bin. Chili bin. That sounds so much classier, and it's a chili bin. I'm going to start calling it that from now well, on. Well, when I, when I told Creed it was called a chili bin, he's like, all I can imagine is a box full of chilies. That's what I thought. I imagined, like, a box full of, like, red chili soup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so so go on. It's, if, unless you're too tired, I mean, if you're too tired, feel free. I don't want to keep you up. You gotta help the boys in five you hours. Pod, you have to podcast with Creed and Chris because they remember they remember everything that I say that dumb, and I don't. Oh, I would love to. You know, he actually hosted this podcast once. Yeah. Or you can just follow shit Astrid says, and I'm sure they'll come up on there eventually. <laughs> Which, okay, that only got started, like, yesterday, so it's got got a little way to go. It's got two tweets. It's got two tweets and seven followers, one of which is me. I taught one and me. It's me, you, and Greed, and I think Skip. uh, Yeah, and Paige, my buddy Paige. I told um, Cradle that he needs to, like, backdate all the stupid stuff that I've said. But he said that he can't. He said, I just need to repeat the stupid stuff again. <laughs> he remembers everything. Come on. It's, as, as someone who's as much of a jerk as I am, it's, I don't remember everything you've said, someone said that I could make fun of. It's just my memory has to be jogged. And then I go, oh, you were stupid on this day. And let me tell yeah. you how. It's... I mean, I don't... Do you really say that many things? Apparently. Apparently. Enough to warrant my own Twitter feed. 
Or is it just Mike and Chris are just jerks? No, they're not jerks. They're just making fun of me. Which is fine. Making fun of you and your chili bin. Yeah. That can't be New Zealand specific. I mean, I feel like somewhere else calls it a chili bin. I have no idea. (laughs) But we call it a chili bin. Okay. And everyone else finds it really weird. It's it, it makes perfect sense. Because it does it's it's a cold bin. As opposed to a cooler, which sounds like it's actively cooling things, and it's not. No, well, other countries call it an ice box. That makes sense too, because it's a box filled with ice. However, Americans, you know, we we got our own little swagger. What can I say? Swagger. <laughs> Is that America. Are you making fun of Americans now? I never make fun of Americans. I just want to be one. Really? <laughs> Why do you want to be an American? I just like, I just like speaking in them. No, actually, as soon as I hit like Southern America and I got into like Tennessee and like North Carolina and stuff, I just wanted people to talk to me. <laughs> I think the accent is so cool. Okay, you texted me that, and I, I just, I just looked at, I remember looking at it and going, "She's gone bonkers." <laughs> I was bonkers before I seen that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's besides the point. But yeah, I love the accent. I think it's crazy. Oh, okay. You think it's crazy? It's, it's, it sounds so uneducated. How do you love it? Because it sounds so awesome. Okay. All right, maybe. Everything yeah. in America reminds me of what I've seen in the movies. Okay. So what was your impression before you came to America? I, again, I said it was going to be the last question. Fuck it. Uh, well, well, it depends on what kind of movie I've been watching. But, for example, last night we went out for dinner. Uh-huh. And we were in the street, and the traffic lights were hanging from, like, wires and because it was slightly windy, it was, like, blowing in the wind and, like, creaking. And <laughs> the um, <laughs> the road was, was dead. There was nobody on the road. And me, Creed, and Cradle are walking down the street. And I'm like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm in an American horror movie. <laughs> You're with Mike and Cradle alone. Yes, you are. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but because... Like, the, just that creaking sound reminds me of, like, some kind of, like, zombie movie or something. Like, I don't know. Oh, okay. All right, so, so what, kind of, what kind of American movies does Astrid watch? What, oh, what, kind of, what kind of movie girl are you? I'm not, I don't know. I watch anything. Just, someone just has to tell me what to watch and I'll watch it. Oh, you'd have to be told? Okay. Yeah, I watch a lot of movies unless someone says, do you want to watch a movie? And I'm like, well, I've got nothing else to do, then sure, I'll watch a movie. I'm not planning for when I come to a race eventually. No, I would never do that. Anyway, um... Okay, okay, so... I I, I don't have any more questions for you. I just just love talking to you, Astrid. I could talk to you all night. But, uh... (laughs) I, I, I'll sign off and I'll before I subject everyone to me flirting with you for the entire night. Uh, 
I would just say thank you so much for being on the podcast. She's laughing at me. It looks like she's having just convulsions laughing at how stupid I am. Uh, <laughs> I just laugh at everything, okay? You're also probably a little literally drunk and punch drunk. And I had one glass of whiskey this whole time. Oh, you have? I thought you were refilling it. No, I have not refilled it. I've been good. Oh, you have? And anyway, everyone should laugh every day. Everyone, you, you posted that on Facebook, and you are correct. Is that is that the closing message you want to tell leave us with? No, my closing message is everyone should hug every day. <gasps> oh, and you heard it from here, straight from New Zealand. Everyone I, should hug every day. I go around and give all the mechanics hugs at the start of races, or well, whenever I see them at a race, because it just makes people happy. It's a high-stress job, and it makes people happy. And all my Swanee friends, we all give each other hugs. <laughs> so, so go out there, hug someone. If you're an adult, preferably don't hug a strange child. I mean, that might be a little weird. It might send you to jail. That's illegal here, Astrid, just letting you know. Uh, <laughs> but, but... If you've gotten another adult and you see them, they're having a bad. Give them a hug. No, not if they're if they're homeless. Don't don't hug a homeless guy. But if hug someone today, go out there. If you're on a bike ride, just stop and be like, "Ma'am, do you want a hug?" Do it. Do it. Well, Astrid, thank you so much for being on the podcast, and thank you for dealing with my asinine behavior. And uh, yeah, well, I hope it was interesting. <laughs> I'm I'm a special kind of special, as my mother used to tell me. Everyone's special in their own way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mother didn't use that as a compliment, though. <laughs> but thank you so much for being on our podcast. Um, how can we follow you on Twitter? Shit, Astrid says. Shit, Astrid. You sound like such a gangster. Also, you can follow her at, at Astrid Van Uden. Uh, you can follow Team Smart Stop at, at Team Smart Stop. Uh, anything else? How can we follow your brother? How can we follow his results? See how he's doing. Um, at Roman Van Uden. Mm-hmm. On Twitter. Um, or on his website, RomanVanUden.com. But that's only if he emails me so that I can update his website. <laughs> Do you run his Twitter, too? Um, no, but basically his whole Twitter feed is just retweets of anything that I've said about him. <laughs> Perfect. Not a big social media person. He's busy peddling. Exactly. He's, he's busy, busy winning races and peddling. He's about to go race in the Philippines, so Ooh. pretty excited for him. That sounds like fun. It's not. <laughs> Okay. Maybe. Well, when they did it two years ago, the roads were really bad, so it all depends on whether they fix the roads or not. I, I doubt they have, but... <laughs> okay, um, and if you want to follow us, of course, we are at Broken Spokes Pod. You can email me and tell me how much I suck and how much you wish you had Clara back at, at Broken Spokes Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, how can we follow Team Smart Stop if you want news, if you want anything? What's the website? Where can we get the latest update? Um, either the Facebook page, just Team Smart Stop, or 
websites, teamsmartstop.com. Twitter's probably the best place. It's the easiest for me to update when I'm on the road or at a race. Um, I try and I try and live tweet when I can. And you're great at it. It's great. I get some good updates from the. Uh huh. My number one fan over here. I'm gonna go out in the world and say, uh, wing and say, yes, yes, I am your number one fan. You know, not many people quote Disney songs to you on Facebook. <laughs> You're the first. That, that's how we started talking, and, you know, that led me to this interview, which, you know, I shamelessly flirt with you on. Anywho. <laughs> so, thank you again for being on the podcast. It, you were absolutely lovely, and good luck to Team Smart Stop. Good luck to you. If anyone out there wants to get in contact with her, at mention her on Twitter, tell her how much you love this podcast and how lovely her accent is, or hashtag ask Astrid. If she has time, she will get to you. She's a very busy woman, though. Anything else, Ms. Astrid, besides hug somebody every day? Hug someone every day. Hug someone every day. Be, be, be happy. It's and I owe it all to you Cause I the time of my life And I owe it all to you I've been waiting for so long Now I finally found someone to stand by me Seem to understand